everybody i'm sarah stark and i'm natalie mills and you are listening to the lumpy mother the podcast where we show up for our kids by showing up for ourselves we are not experts we're just two best friends and moms who love learning and laughing together i have four kids an eight-year-old daughter and three sons who are seven six and i keep saying 18 months but he's actually almost two at this point so i don't know what you call that age but he's almost two And I have a nine-month-old son and a two-and-a-half-year-old daughter is actually really just almost three. Let's get, let's be honest, specific. (laughs) (laughs) We are really in denial. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) So if you want to know you're not the only parent who ate day-old chicken nuggets for breakfast today, then you have come to the right space. The way this works is each week, Sarah and I will have a yes, a no, and a hello for the week. Or in other words, something good, something bad, and something random that has to do with what's on our minds after another week surviving parenthood. Natalie and I have a feeling you'll be able to relate to our experiences. But if you can't for some reason, tell us about it. Email us at lumpymotherpodcast at gmail.com. We want to know what you think about the topics we cover. We do. So, Sarah, I have a really (laughs) short rewind this week. Okay, let me hear it. Let me hear it. So, first off, my kids love listening to the podcast with (gasps) Nick on their way to and from school, which is really cute. Yeah. But now Ava walks around our house going... joggers (laughs) joggers joggers (laughs) she'll just be sitting on the couch watching tv and say joggers (laughs) evie was listening to me edit um a video today and she was like from our podcast and she was like brow brow brinky from the (laughs) scottish yeah so and then my only other one is that we um had our second dance lesson last night so it went really well and we have the really the cutest teenage babysitter ever it's a daughter of a friend of mine and it's just so fun the kids love her because she's young and fun and charlie who does not like strangers at all (laughs) it just like stares into her eyes Kind of like whispers to himself and looks at her. (laughs) It's like half really creepy and half just like he's clearly in love with her. So, (laughs) oh, Charlie. But she's first crush at almost two. That's yeah, almost two. Yeah, yeah. No, she's great, and it just makes it so fun. It makes it easy to go out when you have a good babysitter like that. So we need to find one of those. All right. Yes, I have a rewind. So I'm really excited to say I took into consideration some self-care tips that you mentioned, and I made a hair appointment, yes. and we scheduled a weekend getaway. <gasps> um, and you were so right about having something to look forward to. I had another rough week, which I'll be talking about later, but to have that, like, it's just getting me through. I can't wait. And the Airbnb we got is so pretty, and it has this big bathtub oh. that I'm totally going to soak in. Because the only bathtub we have is the kid's tub, which is covered in bath crayon. And yes. Like, oh, it's so gross. 
It's not like, okay, it's not dirty. It's just, you don't, you don't want to take a relaxing bath. No, there's kid toy. It's not, it's yeah. not a bathtub when, if your kids use it, it's not like a no. tub for you. No, yeah. I am so excited for you for Thank this. You. Seriously. Thank you. It's going to be amazing. Uh, it's so sorely needed. I'm, I'm glad I just, mm-hmm. I just did it and it took some encouragement, but we're there and I'm so happy oh, and excited. So and then excited the other thing you. has to do with what you were talking about too. And that question of like, what went right for me, what went right because of me. Oh yeah. And you are so right again, because I had a very difficult time answering that. My mind always goes to what could I have done better instead of my brain works the same what way went right and i still i had a, i only came up with one thing and i wasn't even that impressed it was because i i started implementing a snack time so i don't have to get up too many times a day to continuously feed my toddler uh and that has been good like there are a few tantrums but she she likes schedules so i think it's good but yeah um, yeah so that went right maybe Ooh. that is a big deal i should give myself more credit but mostly i'm just like well <laughs> we should have at least gone on That's... one walk or something you know but... it's so easy to like not even answer that question instead just think of all of the things that i didn't do as well as i wanted yes. to that's horrible. Yeah. And to not even realize like that. that you're doing that. I think the good part of yes. of thinking about that question is bringing awareness to the fact that I'm doing the opposite a majority of the time. <laughs> I oh, talk, We talk a lot yeah. about self-compassion on this podcast, and I, I do work on that, but I still have a long way to go. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> that's There's my self-compassion <laughs> part of that. <laughs> Well, I'm really proud of you, not only for creating a snack time, which I don't think that's a small thing at all, because now you have to argue with the kid every so like how many times a day until they're used to that routine. Many times and, a day. And <laughs> um, yes, but more importantly, for prioritizing you and Ben getting away and it's going to be awesome. Well, the kids are coming, but still we're getting out oh. of the house. We're going somewhere new. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm not ready. Like our kids don't sleep. So I just can't put that on anyone at this point. But uh, except yeah. myself, barely. <laughs> yeah, I feel but, like. Uh, but we are going somewhere new and there's this big field. I can't wait to like just see Evie run in that field. And Ben's taking a day Ugh, off work. Yes. Vacation is still, even if it's the four of you, it's still something to look forward to. Oh, absolutely. Like, I know we're not going to sleep, but I don't sleep anyway. So at least it'll be no sleep in a new location that's really beautiful. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Just be like, really create a schedule with Ben. So it's like, okay, I want to sleep in this morning and you can sleep in that morning. And so, you know. Oh, we already do that. We talk about, oh, do you want to sleep in Saturday or Sunday? So, yes, <laughs> we'll do exactly. the same. Yeah, for sure. All right. So what's your um, guess this week? My yes <laughs> is once again about cooking. And I will talk about cooking all of the time because I just hate it so much. <laughs> right. Which let me explain then why it's my yes. So we yeah. bought... Why do you keep making these your yeses? <laughs> no, <laughs> that was not a great start for a yes. We bought an air fryer. Can you explain to me what that is, though? I don't really yes. know right. how it works. No, that's a really what it means. Because I don't cook. 
<laughs> There's I air really... and it fries something. And so, I, okay. that's my guess. I'm going to give you what I think it is, but I could be totally wrong about what it actually is. But you own this and you still <laughs> Yes. But here's here's what Natalie believes an air fryer is. So it fries things like a deep fryer, but it just uses really hot air. Now, I, I'll be honest, I don't understand what the difference is then between that and my oven. That's a very good point, because isn't that just hot air? Technically? I I don't know. So, real quick, before I get into the confusion that comes with it, I just, I am not a kitchen gadget person. We don't even have a blender because I just, I don't like kitchen gadgets because it means I have to learn more things about cooking and you don't I'm just like. not interested in that yeah yes and um you have to like learn even if I'm cooking the same things I already cook you have I have to readjust how I do it in a new gadget so I'm a very classic like crock pot we have a toaster <laughs> we don't even have like a toaster hey. oven it's just a toaster <laughs> I mean I just don't do kitchen gadgets at all but um one of my friends actually Michelle who I work with she was saying, I don't know why we were talking about hard-boiled eggs, but we were, as you do. And I was saying I love hard-boiled eggs, but I hate peeling them because it always looks like a two-year-old did it. It's always full, like it's, they're a mess. And she said, no, you have to do it with an air fryer because something about the air fryer makes it magical and the eggs will peel right off. And that was enough to sell me. That's all that I needed to know. So I literally I'm surprised you don't have more to- kitchen gadgets as well. <laughs> you needed to know was about how easy it is to no, peel because... a hard boiled no, egg. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Kohl's that day and bought one. This <laughs> is like, happening. So, um, and Nick was really excited because he had heard that you could do bacon in them. Okay, so <laughs> let me tell you what I love about an air fryer. It's the fact that all I do is buy frozen food that's supposed to be deep fried and I put it in the air fryer and it makes it like restaurant quality, like straight out of a deep fryer. I don't actually I have not cooked, actually cooked a single recipe in it. There are examples like fries or. okay, yes. The fries are amazing. I we don't eat fries at home because I hate soggy fries, which is what they are when they come out of the oven. Yes, they're always like exactly, really gross. Yeah. If you put it in an air fryer, they're so crunchy. They are so crunchy. It's amazing. We've done mozzarella sticks. We've done French fries and curly fries. We've done bacon. The bacon, if you like, you like your bacon fleshy. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we discussed this. <laughs> so maybe not an air fryer is not for me. I've decided no, no. It sounds amazing. So the, the fries this sound bacon amazing. is not for you because it's it's super crispy. It comes out like a diving board. <laughs> ben would love that a diving board. Ugh. <laughs> Are you telling me fleshy sounds more appetizing? <laughs> fleshy, <laughs> chewy. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe the bacon's not for you, but. For the rest of us normal people (laughs) that like diving board bacon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So the bacon is amazing. Nick bought a box of taquitos. Like, you know, they're like rolled. um, Oh, yeah. Because somebody had told him they he raved about them for days. He almost convinced 
um, the principal at their school to buy one for the office because he's been talking about it so much at school. What I love about it is that I haven't had to actually learn how to cook anything. I just and there's like a hundred presets in it. So I just figure out what I'm making and I put a button in and it does all of the work for me. It's incredible. Yes, that's what a kitchen gadget should be. Like no extra learning yes. or reading pain in the butt manuals. No. Just uh Oh, press a button. French fries? Click. Yes. <laughs> Everyone talks about pressure cookers. Um, or what what do they call the mm-hmm. what are they called? There's the brand. Instapot. Insta- that we have one. Okay. Yeah. Do you use yours? Instapot? Yeah. We did for a while and it was really great, but then I had a baby and I stopped cooking again, which has been great. And I don't oh, really yeah. want to go back to it. So. But um <laughs> you did there was a learning I curve. support that decision. Thankfully Ben is like good about learning those things and reading instructions and then I have and teach me and it's like a really frustrating 15 minutes and me like oh I just want to know now I don't want to do this yeah. like, <laughs> I have this really bad attitude or like just like this impatient feeling of for manuals yes. or like, like this is off subject with this light I got for the videos I didn't I refuse uh-huh. to read the instructions like I messed with it for a half hour and it's not put together right but it does the job, and I'm like, I don't care. I do not want to read that thing. <laughs> That's hilarious. We yeah. have, this is also not on topic, but we we do a lot of board games, and Nick has this board game named, it's called Dracula, and there are two instruction booklets. Each one is at least 30 pages long, and so we got a few pages into the first one, and I was like, I cannot do this, and we have never played it. It's sat in our, and I can do complex games. We do complicate, but there it was way too much. Anyways, yeah. But that's the thing with the instant pot. I'm just not interested in learning a how to use it, and then b how to do other recipes I already know or learning new recipes. I'm just way too lazy in the kitchen for all of this. And everyone raves about how awesome it is. I have no doubt that if you are willing to put in the time and energy, it's amazing. I am not that person. When, once you learn it, it's it's worth it's worth it. I will say that. Like once we did, yeah. I mean, we, I want to get back into it because we we've been ordering out too much. Really, that's what it comes down to. <laughs> or like crock pot meals. Yeah. Um, well, Ben does. He'll oh. he'll cook at least like. I mean, he does a lot. Um, two really nice meals a week because he likes to cook. So that's and awesome. that's why our marriage works. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious marry someone who can cook well, girls because it's nice yes my mom did that too hank can cook i know um, we talk about hank all the time i will I love it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um yeah so um oh the hard-boiled egg it totally works too i did eggs in there and the shells it was like they came off like butter it was oh, amazing that so, sounds so satisfying yeah yes it is too like yes um so i'm telling you i'm in love with my air fryer <laughs> we i use it all of the time yeah. i use it all of the time we will so, be linking to show notes in our show notes to yeah air fryers yeah check them out <laughs> i'll put the link because there's all these different sizes and there's different versions and we got like a seven and a half quart because there's so many people in our family we need a lot of things like french fries <laughs> We need a oh, lot of French yeah, fries totally. and a lot of mozzarella sticks. <laughs> so, even like chicken tenders. Um, it, oh, and I haven't tried Ooh, this yet, but people too. say if you reheat food in it, like almost use it like a microwave. If you reheat stuff like chicken tenders or French fries that you got from this from a restaurant, that it makes them like brand new again. 
they're not that's incredible because they are never as good the next day they're never as good but i have heard that i've heard that in the air fryer that reheating leftovers is a plus it is magic. So maybe it's just a faster it oven. A, it just like shoots the air directly. I think maybe this is it's my moving, theory because it's the same <laughs> temperatures. It it's like three hundred and fifty degrees. It's not super really? hot. Yeah, maybe it's so. Moving it must be something in a certain way. Know. But isn't that what a convection? No, it's magic. Oven? It's that's all. It's uh, I like magic. <laughs> Black magic. <Black> Anyone <laughs> like reading Court of Thrones and Roses? Because I like that magic <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> okay, just just a random uh, note. I had no idea I liked um, fantasy so much or romance novels until they combined the two in, into a court of thrown her roses. And uh, yeah, you should buy that book. <laughs> we'll link in the show notes to that. We're just gonna like talk about our favorite things this episode, which that would be a fun episode. Our favorite things like that. Ooh, like we should do that for yeah. Christmas, like a Oprah's favorite Ooh. thing, but it's our favorite things. Yeah, and they're all funny and weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay so that's my really random yes yes is celebrating my air fryer tell me what your yes is okay so i decided this week to combine my yes and my no because <laughs> they are well, they go together very well so <laughs> my yes is allowing emotions <laughs> but my no is that it's really scary to do that genius feelings scare me like the scary feelings <laughs> scare me which is funny because that's a that's a feeling is being scared, like your being own afraid. feelings or other people's like this, feelings my own feelings like the hard okay. feelings okay i want to just yeah. push them down and not think of them again but that's not healthy i learned um so like <laughs> let me get into it okay so i had another tough week <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know what, this might be good for people is to hear like how chipper I always sound, but then, like I'm always struggling. <laughs> like check on your chipper friends because we're really like suffering on the inside. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's really true. I, Yes, I have a lot of thoughts about this, but I'll save them for another yeah, day. Yeah, I think I'm definitely one of those people. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> I should also say like, I'm fine. I, uh, I am. <laughs> It's just that I... You're showing me I, some red flags right now, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I have not come close to that, like, dark place of depression in um, mm-hmm. a year or so, which has been great. Um, it still uh, scares me. I, I just live in fear. That's what I do. And I do things to keep me out of that. <laughs> my uh, midwife, I, I, how, about how much I talked about, like, preventing postpartum depression, she's like, yeah, you're anxious about getting anxious <laughs> And I'm like, that that sums it up so well. But you had it really bad. Uh, with I, Abby. I, mm, I did. I laugh at that, but it was not funny at all. No. I mean. Right. Why I had a hard week was because I didn't get into grad school to be, I want to be a mental health counselor. Yeah. So that's a dream of mine. I absolutely am fascinated by psychology. I want to help people. So the rejection hurts really deeply. I think when you're immediately rejected from something like that, you just go to a very specific self-doubt and negative self-talk. Like, oh, I must have said something that was just off. I'm just not good enough. And all, all these negative things. Or 
whatever. But then, you know, I took a couple days and I processed it and tried to allow myself to feel it, which I'll explain later from what I've learned from my life coach, my friend Kelsey, and through my other research and reading is that processing is actually processing emotions is actually so much healthier. Don't worry. Yes, I'm feeling much better right now. <laughs> it was a super competitive program. I'll apply again next year. I'll apply to more schools, you yep. know, um, yep. and it probably was an easy choice for them. They had hundreds of applications and they only accept 18 candidates. Also, I don't have an oh educational background in psychology. So there are all these logical explanations. But the thing about it is that your logic, as much as you want it to, does not influence your emotions like you'd like it it to. Mm. So that's yeah. basically my no is the pain of rejection and how bad it hurts and how hard it is to keep going yeah. after that. Um, though the more I think about it, the more I'm like, oh, you know, it just shows how much I really want this, that I want to keep trying, you know, that I'm not going to let that deter me, yeah. like how confident I am in well, that decision. And I think that's a really healthy way that you're processing the emotions because a lot of people when they get rejection or when something goes wrong they just like drop it you know they're mm -hmm. okay this this must not be for me or even if it's out of anger you know like yeah. whatever i'll just not do this anymore it's like self-defense so, like oh well if they don't want me i don't want them or like uh well, something it, yeah like it's that, like a or... it's like a fight or flight it's the flight option oh, a fight so or flight is. you know that's really and good so point. yeah you're you're choosing you're telling yourself as hard as it is you can still sit here and tell yourself um you know it's not because you said something wrong it's not because mm -hmm. you weren't good enough it's none of those things. And I'll find a way. I mean, I may not go to my favorite school. Like, I, and I only replied to, applied to one, which is you should apply to many because there's it's just so competitive. And there's only so many around this area, too. The re so the reason this is also my yes is because the more I do practice processing and allowing myself to feel, even though it's so scary. But yeah, anyway, my whole life I was kind of... I, I always thought I had to kind of like throw away the negative emotions and then just go for the positive, be a positive thinker. When I did my coaching sessions with my friend, Kelsey, who's at coaching with Kelsey, I learned for the first time that it is much healthier to allow yourself to feel the uncomfortable and difficult mm -hmm. emotions instead of trying to like hide them deep down inside and <laughs> will them to go away and like I, I don't know where yeah. they don't that's the thing I think I don't think they go anywhere they just like get stored in your body as this like stress Kelsey they taught me that like all feelings the difficult and uncomfortable as well as the joyful and fun are a part of life which you know mm -hmm. but at the same time it you know they're inevitable but at the same time it's it's like you're you're not supposed to allow them. It's so interesting. Yeah. Well, so and then this week too, what I also brought up was we did like a midweek check in, um, on mm -hmm. social media to like on a scale of one to ten, how are, how are you doing? And Kelsey replied, and they said they were letting their feelings like wash all over them. And when I read that, mm -hmm. my stomach like lurched and like dropped, and mm -hmm. I was like. Wow, I that's so that just made me feel so afraid to let your feelings wash over you, like allow them yeah. to to come in. It's like a perhaps a control thing, like like if you don't feel like you're putting them in a place, 
or hiding them away or something, but to let them come over you. Yeah. I think that um, sometimes when I'm reserved with my emotions, it's because there's a few parts. Like part of it is I'm just afraid I'm going to be an emotional burden to someone else. So if I am letting myself feel all of those things and really experience all of those feelings, then it's like I have guilt with making other people also experience them, the people in my life, you know, whether it's Nick or you or my other friends, you know, asking for the support through those feelings. I, I feel like I, I struggle with asking for help for that. The other one is, and this is totally related to that, is that I just don't like being emotional in front of people, even my friends. Yeah. I don't like crying in front of people. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I think maybe it's just, I don't know if it's a sign of weakness thing, maybe, or if it's, I honestly, I don't know what it is, but I don't like, I, it feels awkward when I, you know, when you cry with someone, I don't want yeah. It totally is a guilt thing, I think, because if I cry in front of someone, I feel bad about making them feel uncomfortable or like I don't want if I cry in front of you, I don't want you to have to try and figure out something to say to me, you know, or it's kind of like that. Yeah, also, like put that, if I cry, in, I, so, I mean, you're right. It feels like a burden on other people. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I broke down at work when I worked at the I worked at a restaurant and I broke down there once because we were in the middle of the adoption process and we got a call that something went wrong. And so I broke down in the back room and someone like tried to give me a hug and I was like, no, 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 don't touch me. If you touch me, I will cry harder. <laughs> I, don't want that to yeah. I just need you to walk away from me. Right now. Not well, to be really rude, but. The right situations to allow it. I find when I'm trying to practice allowing my emotions, it's in bed alone. And if I'm really upset, I'm like, stop, stop holding it in. Like, you know how you feel. You can Mm -hmm. tell you're like holding your breath and trying to keep yourself from crying. But to let it go. Yes. When I'm alone in a safe place, I have to do that every so often, especially if I can feel it building up. Like you're saying, like almost like pressure in my chest. I have certain if I can't get myself to cry, there are like certain movies that I will watch in order to have that release. I'm not saying this is healthy. I just want to put that out there. It is a release. I mean, I think we cry for a reason, though. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it has. it's OK if it has to be in a safe place or away from people like I mean, yeah, at work. That's the last place you want to break down yes. in front of people. I mean, sometimes it just happens. I've been there in high school. I broke down in front of a whole class. That was fun. It's just, I think it's just so counter to what I've always tried to do my whole life too. You know, like mm-hmm. allow yourself to feel the challenging, difficult, uncomfortable, hard feelings. Yeah. But there, I guess there's so many benefits and that's my yes is the benefits to allowing yourself to feel. And the first thing to allow your emotions, there's like these steps and this is from the art of And I've seen like a lot of these in different ways of saying it, like these kind of tips, according to the art of well-being, the first step is noticing, um, which is another benefit of mindfulness. Like I talked in episode one. Uh, and so I've been trying this. And so what you do is you just kind of sit there and you, you notice 
where the feeling is showing up in your body. And I have, mm-hmm. it's really interesting. Um, when I feel really, really strongly, and normally it's when I'm really upset or rejected, I get like these, they're almost like electric pulses, it feels like. That's the best way to describe them. And it starts oh, in my chest. And then it pulses into like my fingers and my feet. And it hurts. It's, it's physically painful when I feel really, really huh. extreme emotion. And the second step is naming. And um, according mm. to the art of well-being, again, this is all from the same site. It's like it's technically called affect labeling, um, which is mm-hmm. putting it into words. But the thing is, we only have it's it's our culture only has so many words for emotions. When really there's a really big variety. And um, Kelsey gave me a list at one point, but I found a couple lists online too. Like there's a printable one on the therapistaid.com you could check out, or there's a book called The Book of Human Emotions. And if you can be more specific and really get, like, understand exactly what you're feeling, if it's Mm -hmm. like disappointment, grief, it's like a feelings wheel. Yes, like a feelings. Have oh my you ever gosh, seen what... a feelings wheel before? No, that's so funny because that's what's on the cover of this book. So maybe that's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is a feelings wheel. It's mm-hmm. really cool. It breaks it down into angry, disgruntled, yes, um, fearful, <gasps> bad, happy, or su- surprised. And then it breaks it down into subcategories of that and then subcategories of that. So yes. supposed to be... So you can get so, so specific, helpful. which is yeah. supposed to be, yeah, incredible for allowing the emotions and so and here's the reasons naming the emotions helps you process it it helps you understand where they're coming from and their origin and it helps you know yourself better and it gives you a sense of how transient they are so even though i'm scared what kelsey often said is like an emotion typically only lasts like it was a very short amount of time i'm not going to have this exactly right but it's something like 90 seconds like it's it's Hmm. It's under two minutes. It's um, it, it typically goes in waves and do- doesn't last as long as you think it's going to. Interesting. Um, but I think like the rejection pain, I, I worry that it's going to take me into places of like truths I don't want to face about myself or something. But that's not true either, because obviously I'm going to be a lot harder on myself than like the actual world perceives me. The third step to actually allowing your emotions is the scary part accepting this means ending the struggle against it like stop the fight against it and letting it be felt in your body so the site says we often what we often do instead of acceptance is abandon the experience in favor of something distracting and that is what this site says fuels many of our mental addictions and compulsions like so instead instead of just coming in and out of our bodies they stay and start like Showing up in different huh, ways. Interesting. Like drowning it in alcoholism or different substances oh. or like I pick my skin, which is kind of gross, but that's like a compulsion oh. I have. And then a potential way of also allowing your emotions is acting on them. It says that you can be aware of how you regularly feel doubt and anxiety during meetings at work, say, and then... Um, your doctor practice is a way to make that situation more peaceful for you. So actually, like solving the problem, if that's possible, is what this says. Um, and then there is a couple quotes I want to read that I found from the book Constructive Wallowing by Tina Gilbertson. She's a therapist and a writer. She wrote, emotional pain is like physical pain. 
It warns us that something is wrong. It communicates what's important to us, how our lives are going, and whether we need to change course. But the pain itself is not wrong. It's only the messenger. When we refuse to allow our emotional pain, we're not avoiding trouble. We're shooting the messenger who's bringing news of trouble. And if we shoot Mm. the messenger, it's not going to keep delivering clear messages. So we need to listen. We need to listen to what our bodies are telling us. That's a great analogy. I thought so, too. That's my yes and my no. Beautiful. Thank you. No, I think that was so valid my no isn't nearly as deep as yours i don't want it to be i I want happy (laughs) fun things oh mine isn't happy either it's a no my no is basically just going to be me complaining about all of the things that have changed about my body since pregnancy oh that sounds like fun i want to do that okay great (laughs) and i'm not just talking about like the obvious ones like it's shaped different you know like obviously my belly is shaped differently than Mm -hmm. it was before babies. I feel like there's some obvious ones. So my no is just, yeah, the horrible ways, the things that pregnancy did to my body. I have a Uh. list here and I think about these things often. The first one is something. Oh, okay. Well, before I get started, I kind of started thinking about this because somebody on Instagram, it's at Dr. Sterling OBGYN. Oh yeah. She had this post. Yeah, um, she has she had this post today or yesterday that kind of was it said to the mama who got acne instead of pregnancy glow, you are beautiful. And it had these other things listed, which I think is great, especially for someone who's pregnant for the first time. And in your head, you kind of have this idea of what it's going to be. And, you know, it's not like that. So (laughs) anyway, so then it made me start thinking about all of the things that ever since I've had kids that have changed. There's a list. The first one is one that every so often I'll tell another mom and they will not believe me. Well, not believe me, but just like be confused about it. Or so I have not talked to a Ooh, ton of what people. What is this? this tell me. To. My feet grew by almost a complete shoe size. I used to be a nine and now I wear a 10. Wow. Yes. And so um, yeah. and so I Googled this. And it's totally normal. It was on almost every list that I found about ways that women's body change after they have kids. And so there was this article by WebMD that said it's absolutely a thing because um, there's a hormone that's, of course, it's a hormone. It's called relaxin. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> and that it sounds way just makes... more relaxing than it is. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, So it says that the relax and makes your tendons relax in your feet. So it spreads out more. They said that plus the weight of like carrying a baby while you're pregnant itself, like your arch can get your arch can flatten out and your feet will get they'll get bigger. And that's every so often I would tell someone and they would be like, I don't your your bones wouldn't grow. Why would your feet get bigger? And I'm like, no, I I I am though. It happened to but me. No, really. I can't wear. Yeah. I can't wear any of my shoes that I had before. I thought kids. I was just perpetually self swollen, but I, I don't. I think I'm at <gasps> least a half size bigger in my feet. See? Yeah. Yes. I yeah. also convinced myself of that for a while that maybe I was just still swollen from a baby. Nope. My feet grew. They grew a ton. They grew more every time. So I, it, for a while, it was like I could get away with a nine and a half. And now I just straight up got to go to a oh, 10. Wow. 
It's crazy. So that's number <laughs> that stinks, one. That stinks because shoes are not cheap. And now you have to buy. No, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> my shoes, number one. Um, next up is my teeth. I have horrendous teeth now. They are so sensitive. It's crazy how I can't drink really cold drinks out of a cup unless I have a straw because they're so sensitive. I've heard and that one because it, they like they steal all your nutrients. Those babies, they yes, take they suck them my, out. <laughs> my and then gums, it ruins your teeth. Exactly. My gums are worse. And I have a wisdom tooth that grew in that they never took out and it cracked a while ago. And now there's just a giant hole in it. I have to make myself a dentist appointment because every so often this entire part of my jaw will start to really hurt. And it did that today. I had to take medicine and I'm like, I think that there's... (laughs) You need to. You do. Yes. Well, we didn't have dental insurance for a while. We'll get you you going. But going to the dentist is so hard. I mean, I know it's important, but it's like, do I need to spend the money? It's another like mom sacrifice thing. You know, we didn't have dental insurance for a year or so. And so like it wasn't it's just not really an option without insurance. So now we do. Mm -hmm. I just got to make it. Make the commitment. But I found something. I found a statistic that's horrifying. Okay, you ready? Oh, no. So (laughs) a 2008 study of 2,600 plus some women in the American Journal of Public Health found that the more women children had, the more likely they were to have lost teeth, to lose teeth. (gasps) You ready for this? Women between the ages of 35 and 49 with one child have lost an average of two teeth. While women (laughs) with two children have lost an average of four teeth. Meanwhile, women with four or more children, which is me, (laughs) have lost an average of seven teeth. (laughs) Good Lord, seven. That's, I mean, how many teeth do we have? My God. <laughs> One, two, know, three, four. That'd be your whole front bridge. I mean, I'm sure it would be like scattered around, but like, that's, that's a lot of teeth. To be fair, I have four kids, but I only actually grew three children. So I think maybe that does not apply to me, obviously. But well, like, what happens when you have like seven? What kids? if you ha- exactly? You lose, what if you have does six it go or like seven? Twenty-one teeth, and these are averages. You got to start. You got to start investing in that, like um, dentures now. If you've got more than five kids, we're here for you. <laughs> <It's> yes, <laughs> we are here for you, and your poor, you're poor on teeth. The denture this per- is not fair. We deserve to keep our teeth. Isn't that crazy? We can have as many babies as we want and have our teeth, too. All right? This Why can't cake. I have both? Can have both. Why? <laughs> Why can't I have small children? Or small children. Small feet. <laughs> small feet, children, and teeth. You, you got to pick two to lose. And teeth. <laughs> None of these do we want to lose. <laughs> no, you got to pick two if you're going to have kids. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, apparently oh my, my feet lost because my teeth are doing okay, I think. Though I was having some weird pain today, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, it's coming for you. <laughs> I just don't floss, I'll be honest. I got to floss, man. 
So, and they said one of that part of that study said that it had nothing to do with how they cared for their teeth. It wasn't like, oh, I believe. Oh, I know someone else who, after her babies, she had to get like a bunch of root canals and all this stuff because it just, it just sucks out all of your nutrients. All of your nutrients. And your teeth are the first to go, apparently. There you go. So, the other one that kind of has to go with that is hair loss. I'm, I'm okay now. It all kind of grew back, but it did not happen after Ava. After I had Harrison, I was losing so much hair. I was afraid to shower because it would almost come out in clumps. I could pull it away from my hair or from my head. I could pull it away from my head and I'd have a clump of hair in my hand. And I thought something was wrong for a while. That's scary. I, I was afraid to shower because every time I showered, I lost so much hair. And then at some point I realized, oh no, this is just a pregnancy or this is a postpartum symptom I did not have with Ava. So I had it a little bit with Charlie too, but especially in the fronts, like all the baby hair stuff. I mean, oh. it was so bad. It did eventually grow back, but um, I I went to the hair salon during that time at one point and I was like, listen, it's going to be weird when you're doing stuff up there and I'm really sorry because <laughs> it's just going to be, you, it's going to come out like crazy. <sighs> And that's scary, too, because you're like, what what's going to happen with my, yes. <laughs> you know, your whole yeah. image, everything. And because I've known um, other people, too, who have had such hair loss. They had to cut their hair short and they had bald spots on yes. the top that they had to it's cover. Crazy. I mean, it's oh, it's awful. And it's just so heartbreaking. Yes. It's just not fair. You know, it's, it just seems cruel. It's horrible. Uh, it absolutely is. Mine. I had I had really thick hair to begin with. And so. It kind of recovered a little bit, and it's it's not a big deal for me. But for other women, it is a deal. It's a, it that's is. a big deal for them, you know. Oh, huge. Yeah. So, yeah. So there was that one. Um, this is really random. Is um, I I've always had really bad motion sickness. I don't do roller coasters uh. or anything like that. Um, it's so bad now after kids, cause then I had morning sickness with all of my pregnancies, which is of course all day sickness. But um, my motion sickness is so bad now. I can barely ride in the front seat of a car. I almost always have to drive. And it got worse after I had kids. I don't know if that's just part of getting older for me or if it is actually related to my pregnancies. I relate them in my head because I was always sick when I was pregnant. Just My car sickness got really bad when I was um, in my first trimester with both kids. It, it yeah. felt, so it does feel like, I don't know for sure, but it does feel like a part of a postpartum thing. I mean, it in my head, it does. So even like when we were together driving, I if I know I'm going to be driving in a car or if I'm going to have to ride a bus at any point during the day, I will take Dramamine because it's not worth the risk for me. Wow. So my morning sickness got worse and mm-hmm. I can't hold pee anymore. <laughs> I used to be able to sleep through the night. No issues. I pee at least once a night now. It's usually almost exactly between 2.30 and 3 a.m. I'm a little bit worried about this one on this big hike that I'm going on in April because we're in the middle of the wilderness. And um, I just like don't want to have to do that. My midwife. So I I have a very similar issue. Mine's so bad. And this is is a lot of information for everybody. But basically, (laughs) I have to wear like a little pad every day because I leak so much urine. Uh, my midwife said that I have a prolapsed pelvic floor or something like that. Huh. And I have to get 
physical therapy, but I haven't gotten in because of the pandemic. And so I basically pee myself all day and it's awful. It's awful. I bet that that's a really common symptom, though, that we're not I talking it, about, which yes. makes me so mad. Because it's not fun to talk about. Like, I don't want to, hey, guys, just peeing myself here, like, constantly. I doesn't even, like, show up when I jump or whatever. It's just, like, always, it's, it's just it's just not working down there. When I jump, we went to the trampoline park a few years ago, and I peed myself all over the place. <laughs> all over the park. Oh, gosh. I can't imagine jumping, jumping like, like no. or running or like like athletes that are out trying to yeah. run again. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't think I could do that and come home dry. Like, that's how bad it is. Um, yeah. I mean, I plan to get physical therapy. I hear it can be amazing. I'm not looking forward to it because it's like basically going to the gyno the first like. Oof. Yeah, I know. Right. Like. In order for them to find out what's wrong. But I don't want I also don't want to live my whole life like this. That's a oh, that's a rough one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So those are my those are my big ones. But yeah, I, I feel like people prepare you for the ways that your body are going to change when you're pregnant a little bit, you know, or they tell you some of the parts about after pregnancy. I didn't know about stretch marks until I was married, which is the silliest thing ever. Well, I knew about, okay. I knew about stretch marks, but I didn't realize that like when you get pregnant and you have stretch marks, they don't go away. They're just a part of your body. And so we call them tiger stripes. Nick and I do. We call them my tiger stripes. I mean, that's so sweet. Yeah. Because it feels like uh, something you accomplished. I like how you like yes, like a my... tiger is brave and ferocious and it's wild yeah, it's like and... my warrior kind of stuff. Yes, so, yeah, um, your battle scars. So, th- so I fe- yeah, I think there are some things that you expect when you have kids that's that are going to change. But my feet getting bigger and my teeth all falling out are not some of those things. Right. So. Oh. Also, um, do you smell worse? Because I smell so much worse than I used to. Yes. Smell. I yes. smell so bad. I smell like onions. Like one time. <laughs> one time I um I had showered this day for the record and Ben gets into bed and he's like why does it smell like onions in here <laughs> and I'm like I don't think it's onions I think it's me because <laughs> I I used to not like I hardly like I didn't sweat much and I didn't really have a bad smell and I so I could use like Tom's I didn't need like antiperspirant or anything and so I was trying to go Uh for that after having my daughter and it didn't last long I had to go straight to the strong stuff and I still have to use it because like my sweat is so much it smells so much worse also oh I get hot and cold all the time my temperature is never never okay and I'm not I'm not menopausal I have like 20 years at least right I hope. Yes, but I am the hot, hot thing cold, though. I hot, get cold, sweaty, yes. fine. I don't know what. What is this body? What are you doing? I get hot to me? flashes like crazy, where it's like I'm in a sweater and a robe, and I have to strip all of it off because yes. I'm so hot. I have. I, this is really not a great confession, but I have never been great about wearing deodorant my entire life. <laughs> I will put deodorant on maybe once or twice every other month. That's just 
always <laughs> how I was. And so that's a habit that I couldn't really break. But I will, I can tell now that I, and Nick can tell too, that I smell worse, especially if I'm moving a lot or if I'm wearing clothes that kind of like soak it in. Yeah. See, today I can't smell myself, but um, it's a, it's like a different You've kind of smell. You've grown accustomed. Watch just... out. Everyone else can know. <laughs> now you'll be afraid. <laughs> no, I've never smelled you, mm, I don't think. You better tell me if you do. All right. What's your what's your hello? Oh, my hello is something I really enjoy. I hope you enjoy it because it's nonsense arguments, which are some of my favorite things. So, like, there's this person that I just I, I like I just like find interesting people and I just like attach myself to them and I don't even become <laughs> friends like, I, <laughs> with them. Like, I just like like think they're great and they don't even know me that well. And this is another person like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool with this. Like, I get friend crushes. I'm like, oh, they're so funny and interesting. I just love people who are different and just yes. themselves. And like, but anyway, he's one of my favorite people. And he, um, I always like follow him around whenever I see him. I hope he's okay with that because he always has these interesting topics. Um, and one of those things one time was the argument, like, when you shower, <laughs> do you wash your legs? And so we got in this great discussion <laughs> Another fun fact about this guy is like, like, okay, so if you're a Harry Potter fan, we were talking about this and he, he's a Slytherin and he told this great story about how he went into the store and he was looking for like Harry Potter, Slytherin, whatever. And he goes up to the clerk, the store clerk and, and he's like, I am very upset. I cannot find anything. And the clerk was like, you're a Slytherin, aren't you? (laughs) So he's he's like we had to hide they had to hide all the Slytherin things because people would like wreck them or whatever because you know everyone hates Slytherin anyway so he's a Slytherin which is fun because like he's just contrary you know what Nick I mean is a, Nick is a Slytherin anyway so we got into our uh, discussion about do you wash your legs when you shower and so that brought up nonsense arguments. And here's a few I found that are so fun. I thought Nat- Natalie, you and <laughs> Wait, I could first, like, talk about them. Sarah, do you wash your legs when you shower? Yes, I do. Typically, I do not. <laughs> See, I don't. It takes like it takes it takes no time at all. You just, yeah, but like, like why would you not just soap, wash them? All of the soap that's running <laughs> down my body already does it. I that's honestly, I, I like. Just don't, don't you have to scrub a little bit? To release the, and not that as much water think, gets on that part of your body. I don't know. I I never really thought about it, I guess, until you brought this up once. <laughs> part of it right now is our shower is miniature. It is so small that you can't really bend over. But I've never oh. washed my legs, even in bigger showers. <laughs> just, like, never. I just, it's no, hilarious. I don't think so. <laughs> I have horrible hygiene habits. I think that's part of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do too, especially now I'm a mom. But I don't know. I just, I just do. Like, it's just a part of my body, and so I guess it makes like. But I never thought about it either until he brought it up. Uh, another one that was kind of fun is is cereal soup, which I mean, obviously no, because soup has to be yeah. hot. I mean, I know gazpacho is technically a soup and it's like a cold soup, but that's not real soup to me. Like to me, it's like a fake soup and it makes me angry. Yeah. Well, it's like calling pie cake it, it's like two different things they're they come in sli- uh, pie yeah, is not cake. They, I, that's the thing it's it's cereal is and soup no no i get i get the yeah yeah like soup yeah no okay and then this one i really want to discuss <laughs> is breast milk 
okay for vegans to eat? <laughs> first off, <laughs> I think my first issue with this is imagining adults buying breast milk. <laughs> I think it's just taboo yeah. in our culture. But if we were to get rid of that taboo, I would say it's okay for vegans to eat because like if it's coming from a source that's like happy right isn't the whole point like a happy source <laughs> you can ask permission you can have yeah consent. it depends on the vegans reason for being vegan <gasps> if it's a diet thing like a health oh. thing then probably not but if it's like a um oh, point. earth conscience kind of thing earth conscious kind of thing then yeah because yes. i think you're getting it mm -hmm. from a happy source right it's not like a, a treating an animal right and then the next one was, do you put on your bra by clipping it on, clipping it on the back or clipping it in the front and then turning it to the back? I clip in the back. Me too. It's yeah. so funny because when I was trying on wedding dresses, one of the ladies commented, she's like, oh, wow, you can clip it on in the back. Most people clip it in the front and turn around. And I was like, I had no idea. <laughs> That's yeah. so strange. Yeah. Um, I wonder how many... Like, how how are, are we the odd ones out or I, is the other way? According to BuzzFeed, 51% clip and turn and 37% reach behind and 12% yeah, 12 don't wear bras. <laughs> Good <laughs> for you. This. Yeah, no kidding. 51% is half. Yeah. That's, cr that's so funny. Yeah. I, or that's so weird. Like something that I, you do so second naturally that so many other people don't yeah. do the same way. I thought it was the norm to buckle it in the back. I can't the um the feeling of like twisting it around my body is like gives me the heebie-jeebies a little bit. I don't like that it sensation. either. I can't. Yeah. Okay. Then the other one, the last one I have is: Do you wear socks to bed? Ugh. No. 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 Never. How does anyone do that? I can't Ugh. even sleep next to Nick if he is wearing socks to bed. <laughs> I can't do it. Right? Because he'll like so, try and touch my feet. No. Uh, like that feeling of toenails on you? <laughs> Why did you I'm say I'm so that? sorry. I'm so sorry. We'll censor that one out because apparently that could be a tricker. <laughs> okay. If you had to choose between toenails and socks, what would you choose? Neither. No. So yeah, that's that's my hello. Oh wait, but we you did send me a TikTok about that, and apparently wearing socks to bed is supposed to help you sleep better because it warms your feet, and then it like because your feet are warm, the rest of your body is cool. Like some doctor posted this, yeah, and it actually convinced me, and so I did try it, and I could hardly keep them on for more than like a minute. I was I just can't. It's no. not worth it. Obviously, I'm not gonna sleep better this way, regardless of whatever. That's science what, says that's so. Th that's what Nick is there for. He's there to keep my feet warm. That sucks. So Ben won't let me do that. <laughs> I don't know. Let me is probably not the right term. <laughs> it's usually just me oh, being super funny. obnoxious. Yeah. So what's your hello today? That's my hello. Just kind of fun. I just like thinking about those things. Okay. My hello is kind of also goofy. So uh, I I've been start I've been thinking about like the weird 
abilities that I have just because I'm a mom. And this came to me because one day I realized that I can tell what color Charlie's poop is going to be by smelling his (laughs) diaper. So if he's in the room and I'm like... Oh, you made a stinky, didn't you? I can tell what color it's going to be by the smell of it. What? And in that moment, I, w- I was just like, <laughs> this is a super mom ability. This is the only yeah. kind of person that can do this that is as a pretty parent. pretty impressive. Yeah. So, so I don't have a huge list of these. But um, so one of them, of course, is smelling <laughs> when I can, when Charlie makes a stinker, <laughs> I can tell what color and consist- consistency it's going to be. Uh, based on smelling it. So if I ever get COVID, that's my number one power is gone <laughs> right there. It's my sense of smell. Um, my other one is that I can pick up a toddler one handed and put them on my hip. So if I have a, like, have you ever tried to do it without like if I have an armful of things and he's standing no. next to me, I can bend over and grab him and put him oh, on no, my I hip. Think I, I think I have done that. I didn't realize I have a superpower. It, it took me a while to perfect because like they always lean two in and then you're like, I can football hold it easy, but like on my hip anyways. So that yeah. one is that makes me feel like I'm a superhero every one. time I do it. Um, <laughs> this is really silly, but um, I can. I have like the power look, you know, with the kids when they're misbehaving and we're in public and I can communicate with my eyeballs to them that if they do not cut it out right now, there will be consequences. Yeah, it's the look and I can rock that look so wonderfully. You posted on uh, Facebook. It was so good that Henry was like, um, oh no, are you going to give me the look? And then, yeah. and then you're like, what look? And then he he gave you the look and you took a picture. He's like, this one. Yeah, because... <laughs> like, they know what it means. Yes, you know? well, a few of our kids have a lot of, like, social issues. They just don't understand what's appropriate yet in social situations and what isn't. A conversation <laughs> that you have at home with your family is different than the conversation you have with oh, a clerk yeah. at the store. Mm-hmm. And so most of the time, instead of just, like, yelling or being like, no, we're going to stop talking now, I just look them in the eyes and give them the look because then... <laughs> They know, oh, no, I I need to cut this out. Because <laughs> so, it'll always be something like, daddy loves to beat me. And yeah, daddy loves to beat them at video games. And he loves to like, but they'll think because they know when they say that, that it's going to be, they're just, they're smart kids. And so they think they're being funny and it's not. <laughs> So anyways, that's not funny. Yeah, that is definitely one. Well, that reminds me of a story where um, it was a relative of mine and their daughter was really young and in kindergarten. She told her teacher that her brothers, who are were quite a bit older, they were like Mm -hmm. teenagers, had six packs. And her teacher thought it meant like beer. Oh, it's because they were like they're like in really good shape. They have six pack. Yeah. And and the teacher like called the parents. Oh, go ahead. That's so funny. Um, No, Henry, for a long time, uh, he did this multiple times to me in public. We'd be at like a graduation party or something, and he would be like, hey, can I have a beer? And I would tell him, you have to say root beer. You cannot shorten that word. 
it, you have to say both versions of that. It's not just beer, it's root beer. And so, and yeah. he did that to me two or three times in public. And uh, yeah. And then you have to loudly declare root beer. You yeah. mean root beer. Root. I exactly. Can't say root. Root. Uh, I say root like a, a South Dakotan, which my family's from. Root um, beer. The other thing that I can do if we don't have a baby monitor in the room, which we do 99% of the time, but if for some reason I've put it somewhere else, I can still wake up to the sound of a kid crying, especially like if it's the boys yeah. or Ava who obviously don't have monitors in their room, I can be dead asleep through all of the walls and hallways and I can still wake up to that noise. It does Me not too. matter. I, it's like it's like your child's voice gets ingrained in your body and yes. you know it's theirs because um, like Ben will sleep through everything, but yep. I, as soon as I hear any yeah. any little noise and sometimes it's phantom noises which is awful oh, but mm-hmm. ugh, the worst like when you at first bring home a newborn you hear phantom cries oh, in the shower all the time yes. like all the time yeah but yeah i absolutely have that for sure and i have another superpower which i <gasps> tell me never wanted i never wanted this one i can wake up in the middle of any kind of sleep and uh, get right out of bed yeah and go and go help my children for a long time there wasn't much sleep happening and so I can uh, just wake up, get out of bed, and not even yeah. be that crabby. And, and like, just, do just it. and get up and start going, not like have a grogginess. Yes. Yeah. Um, nope. I tried to find, I tried to like look up, because I'm sure that other moms have had conversations about this. So I tried yeah. to look up, like, what super mom abilities do people have? And all of the sites I found were really ridiculous. They were things like, super mom abilities are loving unconditionally. And Ooh. things that made me I gag mean, yes, in my mouth. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a lot of that kind of stuff where I was like, yeah. this is not what I meant. All right. So that's all that I had for my hello. It was super short. But um, so fun. Maybe some of our listeners will have awesome super mom abilities that they can send to us. I would love to hear that. Uh, speaking of, as we wrap up today's episode, we want to hear from you. Email us what your super mom powers are. Um, our lump, our lumpy mother. Our email is lumpymotherpodcast at gmail.com. And tell us some more things. How do you work on processing the difficult emotions and all that fun stuff? Yeah. And if you like what you heard today, there are a few really important things that you can do to help others find us. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. And then also, this is really big and it's free and it does so much good for our podcast if you rate and review us and then share us with someone else who you think might enjoy the show yes thank you and don't forget to follow us on instagram and facebook at lumpy mother podcast and on twitter at lumpy mother pod one and make sure you join us next week to see what motherhood has in store for our lives and yours we'll see you then bye thank you